Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Three, two, one. Hi! It's Mish and Zach again. Who? Me? Zach? Hello! Zach Ruane and Mish with... <laughs> Uh, welcome to Recaps with Mission Zach. Uh, this is the podcast uh, that that recaps season one of MasterChef Australia. Uh, I am your co-host Zach Ruane. This is, of course, Mish Withrup. Hello, it's Mish Windrum here. I'm so happy to be here. You've all heard about it. You know the pod. You're on board. You're loving this with us. Um, don't you love how we're trying to stay upbeat and excited? Because Keep- the last few podcasts we have been. Puddles on the floor, we're, broken people. We are keeping it up. We're keeping it on board. I gotta say, I enjoyed these two episodes, particularly the first one. I had a really good time. I'm back on board. I'm no longer losing my mind. I'm happy. I'm positive. I love watching six hours of MasterChef season one Australia a week. I love it. It's good. It's a fantastic thing to do with. Just do that on what watch it all. I think the best thing about doing this podcast is when I tell people that this is what I do in my spare time. The way they look at me. Yeah. Wow. What a face. What oh a, yeah. What a judgment. I got to tell you, asking people to be on the podcast. Love that I feel bad mm. and often people say yeah I'd love to do your podcast before you finish yeah so you this is how it usually plays out hey do you want to do our podcast yeah I'd love to just so you know you've got to watch three hours of MasterChef Australia season one and they've already said yeah I'd love to and then they're sitting in the awkwardness of I've already said yes mm. And then, like, I'll say, like, you do not have to do this. Mm. You don't have to do this podcast. I just was seeing if you wanted to. Yeah. And then they do it, and then they watch three hours, and then they, they do an hour-long podcast with us. And then, oddly enough, don't contact us <laughs> after they've <laughs> done the again. podcast. I want, let it be known that every single person we've done the podcast with so far, I guess we've had on, I have not spoken to since. <laughs> I just got to say, um, I think we should rename this podcast. It oh. should no longer be called Recaps with Mission Zach. It should be called Burning Bridges with Mission <laughs> Zach. Becoming Independent with Mission yeah. Zach. <laughs> also, admittedly, we like are rude to them. So we make them watch yeah. three hours of MasterChef Australia. Then we're rude to them. I think I'm rude to them because when they complain for having to watch three hours of MasterChef You feel one a little time, bitter. Yeah. It's like, well, listen, bitch. How many apps? Bitch boy. How many apps are we in? Listen, bitch boy. Bitch boy. Listen to me, bitch boy. We have watched, like, I think it's around about 647 episodes of MasterChef Australia (laughs) Season 1. You had to watch three. Genuinely, though. How many? We should do the math. I think, no, I think I can figure it out by 47 um, episodes. Sorry? Are we on episode 47? We just finished? Is that, wait, wait, don't say that yet because if we're wrong, we look really stupid. No, 47? 47 or 48, I think. Okay, sure. Let's go 47 and let's divide by, I mean, let's times by 22. Okay. So that's the shortest length of episode. So we've watched at least, at least 
17 hours of MasterChef. We've watched much more than that. But we've watched much more than that because most episodes run at 45. Yeah. How many episodes run at 45? How many run it? And (laughs) and if you think we're not going to do this while recording... Think again. You're wrong. Come on board. Get your get, get your, your calculators out. Get your calculators out. Maybe you don't have a calculator in your pocket. Let's see if you can figure this out along with Zach. And most I. phones, most Nokia phones have a calculator. Get mm-hmm. it out of your pocket. Grab a piece of pen and paper. Perfect. We're gonna do the maths. Love okay. That. It is 47 episodes we've watched. So we've watched 47 episodes. How many uh, of a six run at 45 minutes? One, two. No, what, two of them are an hour. Two of them are a full hour. Yeah. The Not teen, the teen Challenge and Mystery Box are an hour. So they run over an hour with ads? Yes. Really? I think so. No. No, that's season two. Oh, okay. What? Add a guess. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. you stupid little cunt. Let's keep going. <laughs> so let's assume 45. Let's assume, because I think only it's the two. Elimination episode runs at 22. Or no, do a few. The Team Challenge runs at. At 45. At 45. So team, oh, and the. the so mystery box mystery is 45. <laughs> this is quality listening. Yeah, yeah if I could come along, cunt, come along as we do some math. Uh, mystery box is 45. 45 team minutes. challenge is 45. The chef, um, chef immunity v. challenge Cook. Yeah, that's is 20, 22. 22, yeah. 22. So is the elimination is 22. Then we've got mystery box, which is 45. Wait. I should just say mystery box. Let's go in order. <laughs> mystery box is 45. Uh-huh. How long is the elimination at- challenge? The like making crock and bush. 45. 45. And then, yeah. And then, sh- yeah. 45. Immunity is 22. Yep. Team challenge is 45. So we've got three that are at 45. 22. And then 45 is master yeah. class. <laughs> so there's four 45 minute ones. Okay. Four by 45. All right. So four by 45. <laughs> Um, and, and if you're at home and you're better at maths than us, you just let us know if we're getting this wrong, but four by 45 and then, uh, and then what's that come to two by <laughs> two by, um, 22, 22, That's 44, two by 22 is 44, 22. Yeah. Yeah. So then what we've <laughs> got to do here is we've got to take, we've got 47 episodes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 47 episodes, uh, is, um, <laughs> Uh, let me just work this out. I want you guys to know as well that Zach and I have no intention of editing this. 47. Well, they know because they yeah. listen. <laughs> the people who write and like, I love Divide listening to this six. while I drive to work. Times. Those of you who do that. Mm. How's this going? Are you enjoying this? Are you still on board? 31. If you're still on board, hashtag still on board with Mission Zach. Still on board with Mission <laughs> Let's get it trending. No, hashtag fine. still on board with Mission Zach. Um, Maths fun. Hashtag maths is fun with Mission Zach. How you going there, Zach? Going only do so much for Not great. Keep filling. Still keep going? Um, So I've been having a small crisis in my life Mm -hmm. that I'd like to discuss with you guys if uh, you would be so interested. Um, I decided that I've had a life of waxing now my whole life. Mm -hmm. I've waxed my underarms before. Mm-hmm. My eyebrows. I even get my upper lip wax sometimes. Yeah. Want to make it really clear as well that I do this for myself. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay, yep, yep, don't yep. do it for anybody else. Um, and big shock horror. You know what? Time to time, I wax my box. I get someone to do it professionally <laughs> for me. Hey, um, Mish. Uh, just so you know, um, I'm not listening because I'm just doing the maths. Yeah. I just hope your filler is is PG. Yeah, 
Yeah, of course. Because I think we've been a little bit rude with some of the posts. Zach, podcasts. get back to what you're doing. I promise you this okay, is... Okay, because is... I'm not listening. I'm trusting you right yeah, now. Yeah, this is a PG-rated story. Is, we're doing a podcast about a PG-rated show. Yes. Just whatever you do. Of doing, course. I don't mind what you do, just so long as it's not about waxing your box. They call me... <laughs> no, it's, I would never. Okay. Um, right. They call me Mish. So I don't talk about waxing my asshole. No, of course. We wouldn't I've never talked about waxing my asshole no. on this podcast. We had our R-rated episode with Ree Down where we talked about your back pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, anyway, as I was saying, sometimes I wax my box. Um, I get it done professionally. Sorry, Mish. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Mish. Yes. I, was just, I just went down to do some math. <laughs> yes. And then I heard something about waxing box. I said I'm not talking about waxing my box. Because I, I don't talk about waxing the shaft of my cock. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right? Zach. You don't see me talking for, about waxing the shaft of for, my cock. That's for our next season of recaps with missions. Zach. Okay, we recap when, with the times that we've waxed the shaft of your cock. We, we've never done that. <laughs> To be very clear, <laughs> Mish has never waxed the shaft of my cock. Anyway, carry on. Go back to your maths. Um, so anyway, after a lifetime of waxing, I decided with some of my advice from my friends um, that I should go to a laser tech and get uh, a technician to laser the hair off of my body uh, because it would save me a lot of money. Uh, it's just so much better and I would love that shit. Now I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to embrace this. Let's go. So I booked in an appointment at a laser tech and I said, hey, I'd really like to get uh, my bikini line lasered. <laughs> and um, she was like, yeah, sure, hop up here. And like, let's have a look. And um, she had a look and she just went, I'm so sorry, but you're too fair. You are too fair. <laughs> and we can't. Um, laser you because the pigment of the hair on and around your body is too fair and uh, because of that the hair would not actually come out and it would be a waste of money for you. So despite the fact that I would really like to get my body hair lasered off of me, I can't because my family's Scandinavian and I have fair body hair. Mish, um, just come back in. Yeah, hey. Just hoping hoping that was all PG. All yeah, absolutely. Good? Yeah. Great, great. Um, so we have watched, by my calculation, and if we've got this wrong, hit us up. Yeah, please tell us. Hit us up on uh, Tumblr. Yeah. Hashtag still on board with Mission Zach. Still on board with Mission Zach. We're nine minutes in. <laughs> we've watched 29.5 hours. We've watched more than a day's worth of MasterChef. Think of, think of all the good things we could have done in that time. Think of all we could have watched Titanic nine point eight times. Far out. And Titanic is a great film. Isn't that a great film to reference for time? Though, like if I'm ever on a plane, I always think, okay, so this flight is six hours all the time. All the time. If I, all if the I, time. If I haven't slept enough, yeah. there's so many three hour movies. There's there's been so many three hour movies in the Titanic last. Titanic is the go to. How good was I with that twelve years? I just was like. Yeah, that was because I'm on math. Yeah, because you got maths on the brain. I got maths on the brain. But yeah, and I go I, like if I haven't, if I'm, if I've got to be up at six and I'm not in bed till three because you know I'm busy or I'm packing mm. or whatever, I go, oh man, I'm only going to get one Titanic's worth of sleep. Yeah, but that's that's how I live. Yeah, everything I do is like, fuck. There's still three hours left of work. I could watch Titanic in that amount of time. Everything is a reference. I can't yeah. believe that, that. Is that real? Hundred percent. Me too. My, I, I measure my, my sleep in Titanic. I, I measure my life in Titanic. That's amazing. That That's, is amazing. Yeah. Sometimes I'll. Do go, you guys do the same hashtag? I measure my life in Titanics with Mission Zach. And at us, at us, follow Friday, follow Friday at Zachary Ruway. <laughs>
I got to get those numbers up. I want to start doing a swipe um, up, and I'm so far from swipe up to the link. So let's, let's get this going. Let's get me verified. <laughs> let's get Zach verified. Whatever the fuck. I don't give a shit about Mish. Let's get Zach verified. Story let's of, get Zach a swipe up for Link. You're just like every other man in my life. <laughs> You've At, never, Mish. Yeah. You've never had a man want you to get verified. <laughs> no, I've never had a man ask to verify me. Wow. Mm. Wow. I have had men ask me to wax the shaft of their dick before. Have you? Yeah. No. Waxing that would hurt a lot. Anyway, um, let's bring this back down. Bring it back down. No more. No more box waxing. No more math. Let's talk about the big. Episode 46. Oh, my God. Now, if you guys are avid listeners, and let's be honest, you are, you know that from probably a couple of weeks ago now, Mm -hmm. Zach and I called it. We said we know who's going to win. We know who's going to win. There is no question in our mind. No one can cook except one person. No one is likable except one person. And that person is Poe Dameron. Poe needs no last name. She's like Cher or Madonna. Poe. Poe. Poe is going to win MasterChef Australia season one. And who would have thought that a cheeky little bit of Pharaoh would bring her down? So you've got to understand now that me and Mish. uh, Choose your words. When I got the visions for the future a few weeks back. Yeah, we all remember that when Zach discovered that we could both read into the future. I saw the top two and I didn't want to give it away. Yeah. But I saw the top two. Yeah. I saw it clear as day. I saw the final episode. I knew who the top two were. Mm -hmm. So I was going into this episode. This is quite genuine, except for the future telling part, but that's a (laughs) dramatic framework. Yeah. I it was so what happened right let's 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 go back we've jumped ahead a little okay, bit okay cool so we what happened so in the previous episode our wedding special we all loved that hour and a half so actually thirty hours because of that extra <laughs> half hour oh yeah sorry apologies <laughs> um so in the wedding special Sam little boy Sam with little the hat boy Sam. and Poe were in the bottom two yeah and. Our reaction was, oh, fuck. Sorry, Sam. See you later, Sam. Bye, Sam. You're going home. Now, the reason we thought this is not only because it's 2009, obviously, um, but not only because it's 2009 and Poe is clearly the front runner between the two of them because she's the one who can cook and she's the one the judges really like, but also because Poe's in the final two. (laughs) So Because it's actually 2019. (laughs) That that aside, um, in so, Zach's vision, in Zach's vision, <laughs> Poe was in the final two. And so we've been living this entire podcast journey mm-hmm. going, well, Poe's in the final two. Yeah. So, and the fact, Zach and I are big MasterChef fans, right? But there's Seeing, gaps. There's gaps in my memory. Hmm, of course. Of last week. Fuck, it's 2009. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Seeing Sam and Poe, let's bring it back again. Seeing Sam and Poe go into the final two together, there was not one in- inkling, not an ounce of doubt that Sam would be going home. We cannot express to you <laughs> enough. Yeah. Uh, I wish without I had the changing, tools. Yeah, without changing the entire design of this podcast, we can't explain enough how much Zach and I thought that Poe was going to win. <laughs> this is not an internal thing. 
in-world thing where it's 2009 because it is, but this is not what we're talking about. We're not to, we're not going with this running joke that Poe's going to win the whole competition. Mm-hmm. I have to be very clear to you that I don't remember the next couple of weeks of the po- of the show because they haven't happened yet. It's 2009, <laughs> but in, say I did, I wouldn't. And I I I, I knew that I knew that Poe I knew that Sam was going to lose because I knew that Sam was going to lose like it was the future and I knew that Poe was in the final two. That's the certainty that I knew. Are you guys hearing what we're throwing down here? This It's 2009. It is. That's cool. We get that. So we don't know what's going to happen in the future of MasterChef. Yeah. And from what we're aware, they're still just a top six and who's going to win? Who's going to win? But at the same time, there was we were 100% sure yeah. that Sam was going to lose. Now, how, do, how were we 100% sure of that? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? We don't have the tools within the dramatic structure of this podcast mm-hmm. to say something like, this is, we can't. Yeah. We can't <laughs> clearly say to you. Why we knew. Yeah. But we knew. And it has something to do with the fact that we knew Poe's in the top two. Yeah. You know what Well, that's what we thought. We Well, we knew that. So let's bring it back again, shall we? Can I I do it? Can I tell a separate story? I'd love you to, Zach. I want to tell tell you a story about um, uh, who won Big Brother season one back in 2001. His name was Ben. Ben, and it was Ben and Sarah Marie was in the top? No, it was Ben. Three? It's so sad that I know this. It was Ben was top one. Uh-huh. Blair McDonoghue was, was number, top two. number two. Sarah Marie was number three. Three. Okay. Let's, and maybe number we four could was go, a woman named Christina. Maybe we could go with uh, Australian Idol. Who was who was the top two of Australian Idol? Guy Sebastian. Guy Sebastian. Shannon, Shannon Noll. Okay. So I want you to imagine, uh, this is just a separate story. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Mish d- are doing a podcast. It's 2009. We're doing a podcast in 2009, mm-hmm. the year that it is, about pretending that it's 2001, two, three. Yep. And we're doing recaps somehow of Australian Idol as though in real time. Mm. Does this make sense as a concept or is it a little bit of a bullshit idea that no one would listen to? The thing that you're saying right now, Zach, I'm on board. I hear Mm -hmm. what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but that sounds like a really shit idea. Yeah, it's a Um, shit idea. It's incredibly niche. Too niche for two people trying to to build their careers. If that was the kind of podcast you wanted to make, you'd probably get a couple of episodes in before deciding you don't want to do it anymore, Mm -hmm. but then turning around and realising that about 500 to 800 people listen every week. Yeah. And you have to keep going. You, owe you know them. what I mean? You owe them that. Anyway, go on. So so say that's happening. Yep. And say you get to an elimination episode and it's between, say, Shannon Knoll mm-hmm. and um, uh, Axel Whitehead. <laughs> yeah. So say Shannon Knoll yeah. is singing against Axel Whitehead. Yep. Now, you don't remember exactly when Axel Whitehead went out. Mm-hmm. All you know <laughs> for sure yes. is that Shannon Noll made it to the top two. 100% absolutely very sure that Shannon Noll came second in Australian Idol season one. You would watch this episode mm-hmm. 
Uh, sort of half watching, probably. Yeah, while doing other things. And you would go... Like trying to progress your career in a more positive way mm. than doing a bullshit <laughs> podcast. That less than a thousand people listen to. You would, <laughs> you would say, you know what? Mm-hmm. I know how this is going to end. Yes. You would reasonably assume, mm-hmm. because you're pretty sure... They didn't start doing any bringing in anyone until season two. That's your memory yes. of it. You'd be pretty confident that Shannon Knoll mm-hmm. is going to win that elimination episode. Yes. And then if, say, Shannon Knoll lost, yeah. that would be a twist to a viewer mm-hmm. that is unparalleled. That would be bigger than any, think of the biggest twist you've ever seen mm-hmm. uh, on any reality show of, of late. I want to say there's big twist. I want to reference big twists, but they're all in the future. Yep. I want you to imagine that certainty going into an elimination. I know this person is going to win, mm-hmm. but then they don't. Now I want you to imagine that that twist with like a time travel element. Mm. Like, you know so well that that person is going to win this challenge. Absolutely everyone has stopped this podcast by now. But I'm on board. You're on board. Yeah. You know so clearly who's going to win. It's Shannon Noll. He makes it into the top two. Mm-hmm. If he were to lose, Mish, mm-hmm. that would be one of the coolest, <laughs> craziest things yeah. to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, can't, I don't know why, but that's how I felt watching this episode. Mm. That's how I felt. Yeah, I can't imagine why, though. No, I can't imagine either. They're very, very different situations. situations but I One knew. of them is MasterChef and the other is Australian Idol. Mm. Different shows. And one is in the past, the other is, is the hottest show on television. And this year of 2009. Yeah. Basically, what happened is... So just to be clear... <laughs> You have to understand that this was a very weird episode for Zach and I. I think you get that now. You're crazy. You get it. You get it. Um, if you don't, just go back and watch episode forty-six. Well, that we've ruined the twist, though. Yeah, I know, but it'll blow your mind as well. What You'd a be thrill. confused too. Yeah, it was nice. What a real. It was thrill. nice to to feel something again. <laughs> to feel shock. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was actually. It was nice. Like you know, on a genuine note here, it was really nice to be surprised by a show where you know everything that's. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today gonna happen yeah it was really like yeah. like i think back to the tom versus chris and poe mm. crock and bush episode uh yeah tom no it was julie, julie. poe chris and tom julie <laughs> poe chris and tom um all like equally good chefs like tom's a yeah. really good chef so all equally good mm-hmm. but um uh uh, and would have been very tense, mm-hmm. but I think back to that episode, and it was uh, boring as batshit for me because yeah, of course, yeah. But that's 
for that, it was a real thrill. Yeah, it was I nice. had a real thrill. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who are a bit confused as to what's going on here, um, yeah, we should there catch was an elimination challenge. Now, in the past, the elimination cha- the elimination episode, I should say, is very much like a survivor tribal council where all the other contestants vote off who they want to go home. Mm-hmm. They but spike their thing on their name onto a, a little, little spike. spike, like they would in a in a cheeky cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this episode, it's just Sam and Poe, yeah. and they had to do a battle. A culinary battle. Um, I, I think, think Sarah Wilson yeah, described please, it. You. Sarah Wilson described it um, as, oh shit, what was it? She described it as the culinary world's version of a penalty shootout. Yeah, so for those of you who don't understand, so firstly she described what the the um, challenge was in great detail, but for any of you who were unable to understand what she was saying, she then described it as a penalty pen- penalty shootout, which I'm sure now everyone's on board. So everyone's done the episode. So basically we've seen the episodes now where they taste the food and then they try and list as many ingredients in that uh, pot of food as possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, This episode, uh, rather than that uh, tasting the ingredients and then writing it down, it was a penalty shootout. It was a um, it was a back and forth. They said one ingredient, mm-hmm. the other person said the next ingredient, back and forth. Yep. Uh, until one person said one wrong thing, and yep. if they were to say one wrong thing, they're out. Yep. Beautiful. Gone. Out. Adios. No out second of the chance. So they put a giant pot of minestrone. Mm-hmm. It wasn't minestrone. That's not what a minestrone looks like. It's not what's in a minestrone. I'm just saying. It was a traditional. Uh, traditional, it was it's George's friend's mum's recipe. Can I just say, uh-huh. I might be wrong here, yeah. but I genuinely think minestrone is a, a southern Italian dish mm. and they brought out a northern Italian dish, which was a lot, it's a lot, like so southern Italy they cook a lot more with tomatoes, mm-hmm. northern Italy it's a lot more beans, it's a lot more like mm-hmm. veggie heavy, right? Yeah. This was a very northern minestrone. They yeah. described it as that. They said this is a northern, and they actually said at the start, this is a northern dish. Yeah, they were very like, it's very regional. Yep. So yeah. Sam tastes the soup, tell us what's in it. He tastes it, goes, I think there's celery in this soup. Yeah. And Gary's like, you sure about that? He's like, yeah, pretty sure. I can see it. See the, see the stalk of celery in this soup. Yeah. So that's right. There's celery in here. Poe, your turn. Poe tastes it. She's like, there's carrot in this soup. Back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. And finally goes to Poe. I think that they've listed, so there's 18 ingredients. They've listed 14 ingredients. Mm-hmm. And Poe tastes it and she looks at it and she goes, there's barley in this soup. And Gary's like, you sure about that? And Poe's like, yep, very sure. There's barley. I can see it. There's barley in this soup. And Gary says, Poe, mm. there's no barley in this soup. <laughs> and just like that. Poe is out of the competition. What was it again? It's called Farrow. And Gary, with a little cheeky, arrogant, cunty smile on his face, mm-hmm. goes, actually, Poe, the reason you think it's barley is it's Farrow, which is part of the same family. Mm-hmm. But previously, I'd explained to you that this is a northern Italian dish and Farrow is commonly eaten in the north of Italy. That was a clue. Farrow really was, I think, put in that dish as like the um, decider. Yeah. I think the idea was if they were to get all the way to the end, yeah. whoever guesses barley yeah. instead of far- it was, but I can't, I just can't, 
I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. And then and then Poe's like, Poe's so not emotional in her talking head. She was like, okay, so I'm going home. And I'm like, all right, here it comes. Mm. I kept sitting through it being yep. like, here it comes. And they're going to go, but Poe, you've got one more chance to stay. Of course. I'm waiting for that. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't happen. They're yeah. like, bye. And Poe goes home. And then we see her go to her Adelaide, Adelaide home. Yeah, and she sa- and she actually says something along the lines of like, I'm actually quite happy to be going now. I miss painting. I want to paint again. Love food, but I'm just ready to do some painting. Crazy. Happy to go. She had, she had a bit of a cry because obviously she doesn't like to lose and obviously she lost to Sam who's a little cunt face. Oi, I quite like Sam now. Why? He's, Everyone he's... hates him. The whole house hates him. Yeah, but he's grown a little more humble, I think. He says things like, you know, I'm really lucky to be here. I know I'm lucky to be here. He's lucky to be there because. He, he's, yeah, he, he's not as good at cooking. He's not very good. And yeah. also because he's a, an asshole. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I don't know if he's an asshole. Sam, if you're listening, mate, I'm really sorry. Yeah, I don't see, know if you're he an could asshole. be listening. Right he's now. not one of the 800. <laughs> like, yeah, that's But fair. if you are, Sam. Yeah, Sam, we like you. I, I actually think Yeah, you I'm are. sure you're probably not quite we, a nice bloke. Yeah, they, they've just edited you bad, I think. Yeah. And we know about that now. We know about that now. Um, and I'm we sorry didn't know the whole thing here. Aren't is you like... lucky though that it happened so long ago that no one's ever going to bring it up again? <laughs> like you would probably look back at your old episodes of MasterChef Sam and be like, "Oh God, I was depicted as such a little shit." Thank God everyone's forgotten who I am. You're back. <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry, man. Anyway, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Um, I was just shocked. I just, I think, I think. I, I'm interested to find out if hypothetically, hypothetically, Poe comes back, mm-hmm. which is a weird concept. I'm getting like visions, you know, those flashes of yeah. the future. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're very similar to memories, like distant memories. Mm-hmm. This is how my future, and I'm having like visions of her walking back in along with everyone else. Oh, but I can't. It, uh, I'm also thinking that happened you know in a gu- season five. But do you know what is a really guiding light in all of this? What? One less person, less episodes to go. Mm. So it's nice that um, there's only a top five now. Obviously, there's Lucas and Julia. Are, Julia. That are coming back mm-hmm. in. Um, but it just means that we're nearly at the end of all of this, Zach. And thank God, because if they were to bring more people in, it means that's more MasterChef episodes. Yeah. And that would be annoying. We are getting close. If, by my maths, we're two and a half weeks away from the finale. Really? If there's only five left, two eliminations a week. Oh, no, we've got to bring – so we're three and a half weeks. Yeah. So close. So close. Um, and then – so, yeah, that's that was episode 46. I do just want to say it did happen again where uh, Sam was talking about the stakes of the competition and there was a shot of a stake. Yeah, they do. They, whoever does that, it's very proud of themselves. I'm very – I love that. Uh, he also described cloches as plate covers. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, and also when they did the flashback to the Big Brother house where all the contestants are staying, um, they were all sitting around talking about who was going home and everyone was adamant that Sam was going home. It was amazing. Like Andre in his talking head said, oh, you know, I was pretty sure that Poe mm. was going to come back. Uh, people were a bit more level and then Chris was just like, I'm just going to say it. I don't think Sam has as much to offer to the competition. And yeah. I think Poe's coming back. I feel like a lot of what Chris says starts with, I'm just going to say it. Yeah, I'm just going to be the one to say it. Mm. Although Julie did say, oh, I heard these little tiny delicate footsteps <sighs> down the hall and Sam walks in and I'm surprised because he walks like a girl. <laughs> it's just like it's an unnecessary little 
I I don't want I don't want to make a judgment call on Sam, but I don't think he's a guy that's uh, comfortable in his uh, masculinity, and I don't think he's a guy that's comfortable in his like littleness. Yeah. So the statement he walks like a little girl. I thought it was Poe because of his dainty footsteps. Yeah, I don't think... He's probably going to cut. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that that might bother our friends, Sam. Um, I also loved Andre. I, I, I have... Uh, I've got to say, I, I'm falling in love with Andre more. You've become a big fan of him. I just love Andre so much. There was, You know, I should have seen when he said that the, the uh, Aaron's food looked a little dry. Yeah. I was like, oh, all right, mate. And what I should have seen was that's just a guy with, like... Just this, like, he's just this, like, he's so, he's kind of the boy po. He's kind of the boy po. boy po in that he's just like, he just kind of, sp- like, I feel like Chris actively makes a point to say what he's thinking. Mm. Whereas I feel like Poe and Andre are in this category where they just sort of say stuff. Yeah. Like, they just, like, they don't really think it through. And then they're just like, that. Nah. And I love it. I love him. Because he's like, Sam comes in and I think he says something. He's like, oh, you're right, mate. He's like, oh, I'm slightly disappointed, but you'll do. <laughs> Everyone you know, else was like, you know what, Zach? For your sake, I hope Andre wins MasterChef season <laughs> one Australia. <laughs> or at least, at least, I mean, they're all going to do it, but at least I hope Andre gets a successful career as uh, owning multiple restaurants. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. So after the shock of Poe's exit, uh, we then go to episode 47. Well, can I just say, I do just want to say there was one bit at the very end. They teased episode 47. They yep. teased the masterclass. And my favorite bit I think they've ever done is, um, in the, you know, they're like, uh, tomorrow night on MasterChef Australia, uh, Gary makes a pina colada and George makes a raspberry tart. Also, a huge <laughs> surprise. And then it cuts to Gary and George and they're like, you are going to, and then I'm like, oh, and they're going to cut away and then I'm going to have to watch the Masterclass. For the first time, Masterclass will be essential viewing because there's going to be a surprise. (laughs) This is the teaser. This is the end of the episode before. It's like, a huge surprise. You are going to Hong Kong tomorrow night on Masterchef. (laughs) So, and then I want you to note as well that at the end of the Masterclass episode, that is when they tell the contestants that they're going to Hong Kong. And all through the episode, they they don't reveal. They keep yeah. saying, and a huge surprise at the end of the episode. Like, it, all the way through, they're like, you know, um, coming up next, Gary makes a yummy pina colada. <laughs> and at the end of the episode, a huge surprise. And you are. And then cuts away. Like, we don't know for the whole. It's like, you said Hong Kong yesterday. <laughs> we already know. Mate, we're aware. Um, Very good. Anyway, the masterclass opened with Gary and George asking everyone how they feel about Poe's exit and everyone feels a bit disappointed about Mm -hmm. it. You can tell that um, George was pretty upset. He referred to her as beautiful. I just thought that was quite nice. Yeah, that is. And I'm sure he's talking about his – I'm sure he's talking about her beautiful cooking and – Personality. Beautiful personality and beautiful knowledge of food. Yeah, of course. Um, So they make a kingfish skewer with a raw zucchini salad, yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, he refers to like, you want to drop the zucchini salad on top of the fish like autumn leaves. He loves or- his dropping like autumn leaves. I, I think he really likes fall. Mm. I think it might be his month. When's his birthday? He's I'm an autumnal sort of boy. Let's see if he's an autumn baby. I think I see. I look at him and I see the autumnal warmth of a 
I don't know. That's all I got. Like he's like a big hot mug of cocoa. Mm. Just he? the just the edge of winter. The sun is shining through, but we can still enjoy he it. He was born on the fourth of October. What does that mean? It means he's a Libra. Oh, there you go, Libra George. What, Libra what is George. a Libra? Tell me about a Libra. My best friend's a Libra. And um, what what are the qualities of a Libra besides, I'm sure, their socialist activism? Well, f- firstly, let me just uh, state very quickly mm-hmm. that. Astrology mm-hmm. is crock shit. Do but you think that? I do think that. Yeah, well. Um, but one of my mates in high school was obsessed with it. And so yeah, because right. of that, I'm really into it now too. Um, not into it, but I've got way you too much. I know it. way too much about it for someone who doesn't think it means it's like anything. like me with Catholicism. Yeah, sure. Um, Actually, no. Uh, no, I was, no, I was an agnostic now. I'm an agnostic right now. Oh, you can't in 2009. Currently in 2009, I'm agnostic. Me too. That's cute. Um, So, yeah, so because she would like drill me through, like, oh, my God, Mish, you're such an Aries. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then she kind of just taught me about everybody else. This is what um, Google says about the qualities of a Libra. I don't Mm. know how I've gotten Google. Shut the fuck up. Let's just read it. Yeah, left desktop. Um, Libras are cool, calculating Okay. Cerebral and charming. Yeah. Well, I, God. Yeah. Charming. That'd be fucking George. Fucking hell. The way um, he carries the show. Yeah. It's beautiful on his little five foot two feet. Um, they possess a natural surf. Uh, they pos- what? They possess a natural surface cleverness and a mm-hmm. swift humour that makes them all fantastic company. Yeah. Libra is the most charming of the group. Yep. Librans are best known for their love of balance. Balance. Like financial balance. Yeah, balance, uh, you know, a balanced workplace. Yeah. Um, emotionally balanced, like not too angry all of a sudden at a football match, mm-hmm. that kind of balanced. Um, what are Libras best at? Yeah. Uh, chief among the traits of a Libra is the inherent need for partnership. Yeah. Libras have strong personalities but function the most optimally as a dynamic duo. Well, trio. Trio in this case. They strive for justice. Oh, (laughs) yes, they do. I was sitting here waiting for that. Num, 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 num. They strive for justice and fairness, and they're often better at starting than finishing. (laughs) And that is the qualities of a Libra. I'm glad we got there. I was sitting there. I'm like, come on, give me something. Mm. Give me something. Justice, great. Justice, and there it is. That's George. Libras have a strong. Passion for justice. And fairness. And fairness. So uh, Gary makes a uh, pina colada. Yeah. And then um, and then, as he's making the pina colada, he tries it with his spoon and he goes, oh, very good. And then uh, he looks at Sam and Sam goes, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> that was a really good um, Sam and Gary had a Borat moment. Do Borat because we look, look. There's not a lot I know right now, but what I know is we love Borat. We're loving Borat. Where did he come from? Do you know what else is really great? That song that goes was that I mean, I know that's a bit old school now, but how fun was that? Oh man, we love Borat. What's your favorite line from Borat? Uh, I think Sam said that very nice. Very nice. I like, um, my wife should do it. <laughs> my wife. Oh, my God. Very nice. 2009 is a shit year. No, we love Borat. And it's cool. It's mm. cool that they talk. Very nice. Pina colada. Uh, do 
Do you know what is happening in 2009, which is kind of cool? Rove Live. Oh, I love Rove Live. <laughs> just wanted to say. That. I don't know why, but I don't want to talk about Rove right now. <laughs> are, you, are you okay? Yeah, I just love Rove Live so much. Yeah, he's great. Um, <laughs> um, uh, we also flash over to Gar- Greg Norman. He's cooking with. Uh, yep. Manu. Manu. Uh, yeah, so Greg Norman's obviously going through to finals week along with young Julia. And they're tra- he's getting trained by Manu. Manu's teaching him how to cook a few things. He's looking like he's raring to go. I um, think the most important thing for being in a reality show is learning how to cook mm-hmm. and um, winning at the end. And I also think what would be really awesome is if you join a reality television program <laughs> and then leave after a few weeks come back in the finals week and then win, the public's not going to be mad about that at all. No. It's not like the public would have built up relationships or feelings and opinions about the people that have been there from the start to the finish and have like and be gunning for someone who's been there and they've seen their journey and they followed them. To just have someone come in at finals week and win it, um, I, I think it's really, it's yeah, I think it's looking good for those two. Yeah, they must be really happy that this happened. This is really good. And I reckon in 10 years' time they're going to be like, oh, I love that I got pulled out of the competition and wasn't able to build a personal brand because I don't think <laughs> this show is about building a personal brand. I don't think the people that come out nah. of this show the most successful mm. are those that build a personal brand of it. It's no, of those that not. learn the most cooking skills. Absolutely. Oh, and also um, going back to episode 46 as well, how nice was it that um, Matt Preston took – Everyone out for a lunch. Oh, yes, and, and we he, watched that. Yeah, and he did say something that um, was really, really great. Uh, oh, shit. What did he say? Um, he, told, he talked to them about the difference between fine dining and pub food. Yes. Which I think at this level you're, at the, you're in the top six of <laughs> a prestigious culinary reality television show. Now is the right time to talk about the difference. <laughs> Between fine dining All I can think of is and like, Bay Marine food. Cunts, why didn't you tell Aaron that? Like <laughs> when he's like, we're not expecting three hat food. Mm. We're just expecting good bistro food from you guys. Mm. It's like, you should have fucking told Aaron that day one, cunt. Yeah, he would have really appreciated that. Uh, so that's it. That's the two episodes. They were big ones. They were big ones. The, that twist in particular. Wow, mm. boy. Yeah. I don't and- know. And now I'm like, now I'm excited to find out. How? Yeah, and considering we were so sure that Poe would win, at the very least be in the top two, I want to know what's going to happen. Legitimately. Legitimately, I'm like, well, I've got to watch. No, I have to know. Plus they're off to Hong Kong. That'll Um, be fun. Super excited to see that because I don't, yeah, Yeah, that'll be great. um, What was really cool was they were like, oh, we get to go to Hong Kong and they need some flashes. Like they did like coming up next week and they showed them like walking the streets and like, oh, the street food's amazing. And like they showed the hacking of the animals, which was really nice. Oh, yeah, that's great. They were just like, wow, look at this like street food. Oh, fresh fish. And there's like a fish. Just being hacked. Just while dying. It's lovely. Yeah, awesome. I love to know where my food comes from. So I just want to know what's going to happen next. There is some mystery here. I am, for the first time in a long time, excited to watch the next few weeks of MasterChef. Same, it's nice. Oh, Uh, Mish, do you have anything to promote? Uh, Do I currently have anything to promote at all? Yeah. Um, I feel like you want me to do a bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Zach, I'm out of fucking jokes, man. Um, uh, I, got, I got a bit. 
Go, Zach. What do you What do you have anything to promote? Uh, look, I, it hasn't quite come together yet, mm. but I'm 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 pretty close to putting together a student production of Antigone. Oh, <gasps> uh, With uh, J- uh, I'm hoping Joe Kosky and Tom Armstrong will do the music. I uh, don't know who the cast is going to be. Yet. I know Tom Armstrong. You know Tom. Armstrong? I did high school musicals with Tom Armstrong. Oh, fantastic! I don't know who Joe Kosky is, but I know who. He's Tom- very handsome, very charismatic is guy. Is he? And uh, he's gonna. Yeah, I really. They're not a hundred percent on board yet, but I really want to just take that Greek tragedy and bring it into the present. Do it. That's exciting. So mm. it's currently two thousand and nine. What is it that I'm promoting? Um. Oh, okay. Uh, there's, I'm currently in a, so I'm performing okay. in a short play, series of short plays for Heidelberg Youth Theatre Company. Cool. Um, I think we're calling it Short Plays. Yeah, very good. Um, and I, as a 20, how old am I? 21. As mm-hmm. a 21-year-old, am playing an 85-year-old woman. Great. Perfect. Yeah. As a 19-year-old, mm-hmm. I, I, I'll, I'm going to buy that. Yeah, I think because you we're adults now. Yeah, and well, I'm an actor. Yeah, and acting means that I can act as an 85 year old. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I've, um, I've, I've, I'm with you there. Yeah, I've got life experience now. I um, I've I've lived away out of home for like a year and a bit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, keep the reviews coming on iTunes. Yeah. Um, let's send whatever the fuck hashtags Mish said today viral. Hashtag still on board with Mission Zach. Still on board with Mission Zach. And, um, you know, we've got another fucking 50 episodes to go, so fucking, fucking sick. We'll see you soon. No, we won't because we don't see you physically. No, I don't see any of you. Except a couple, a few of you have stopped me on the street and been like, I really like your podcast. I'm like, how do you know my face? Mm. Oh, you're on socials. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.